Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing the Tampa Bay Bucks, their Super Bowl champs. And Sam and I will give you the reason why they won the title. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's season finale, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. All right, Sam, the Tampa Bay Bucks defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 to to win Super Bowl 55. We have the full breakdown coming shortly on the PFF NFL podcast, the main pod. We'll get into the X's and O's, the actual game but right now, the question for the Daily, what is the biggest reason for the Bucks winning Super Bowl 55? I am going to go with the defensive game plan that Todd Bowles pulled out for this game. I think this was an absolute masterclass. One of the big question marks coming into this game was, look how the first game went, right? Tyree Kill lit up uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense for 200 yards, seven catches in the first quarter. The Chiefs put up 542 yards of offense. Um, they really put the hammer to Tampa Bay in that first game. And the Bucks' game plan that time went against the things they typically like to do. They went away from the fact that they're usually a blitz-heavy team. They went kind of passive as opposed to aggressive. And it didn't work. They got Uh, beat up pretty badly they made some adjustments as the game went on but it was ugly so going into the Super Bowl you're like well what do they do what are the adjustments what are the uh, learnings from that first game and how do they change it for the second time out especially given what Kansas City just did to Buffalo for the second time who had you know a couple of pretty good game plans against them and they absolutely nailed the problem they played you know two high safeties for most of the game effectively took Tyreek Hill out of it for all intents and purposes and they managed to still get pressure up front with the the front four they didn't blitz an awful lot when they did they were dialing up ridiculous blitzes like double cornerback blitzes on the few occasions they did send that stuff so they completely beat up the the Kansas City offensive line both just on a one-on-one perspective but also with stunts and movement up front and it was just an absolute masterclass I thought we weren't going to get into the actual game plan and everything, but you just laid it all out. I mean, that is, in the one-game sample, absolutely probably the biggest reason that they won. Uh, it was it was incredible. It was very impressive to see the Bucks do that to the Chiefs' offense. Um, every throw was challenging and contesting, contested other than a whole bunch of what Travis Kelsey passes over the middle uh, that were wide open. So, yes, the pressure that they put on, uh, getting a couple free rushers, just making things difficult for the Chiefs' passing attack. Very impressive by the Bucks and their defense. But I'm, I'm taking more of a holistic approach at this, Sam. The reason the Tampa Bay Bucks won the Super Bowl starts and ends with Tom Brady. It doesn't end with Tom Brady. It at least starts with Tom Brady, right? They were 7-9 and nine last year with very much the same group of playmakers. They signed Tom Brady. They go 15-5 and five this year, 4-0 run in the playoffs he's number two the number two graded quarterback by pff grades but also look who we threw those touchdowns to in the super bowl rob gronkowski who only wants to play with tom right so he brings rob gronkowski with him two touchdowns in the super bowl he brings antonio brown with him mid-season and let's go back to when we discussed that on the main pod 
during midseason. Why do you bring Antonio Brown to the mix? So you just have more playmakers, more weapons, more guys to defend, and all of that showed out during this playoff run. Um, so in Br- Antonio Brown has one of the touchdowns. So I just think Brady, uh, the, the ability to run the Bruce Arians offense and take care of the ball the way he did, you forget the interception totals. We've talked about this a lot. The turnover-worthy plays, the lowest we've ever seen for a first-year Bra- uh, Arians quarterback, and they still have the downfield passing attack. So at a holistic approach here, it was Brady in that offense – then the defense stepped up down the stretch over these last couple games. And that's what we always say, Sam, right? Defense, you just have to have the ability to put together those big games. And boy, did they step up and do it in this one. I like it. You're going back to like origins of of all this thing. We need to find yeah. out like who was what was the first domino that fell in New England that started the schism from Brady Ooh. and Belichick for Alex Guerrero that started the whole rot ne- that led it was to Belichick. Harry. Yeah, that led, <laughs> that, that led to Tom Brady walking off into the sunset, abandoning Bill Belichick and the Patriots, shipping himself to Tampa Bay, and then assembling this um, you know, cast of misfits to go and win a Super Bowl. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the real starting point. Um, I know Henson. a lot of people. Drew yes. Henson in Michigan that really motivated Brady to become the greatest of all time. I know a lot of people will point to the offensive line, right, and the the loss of Eric Fisher um, in particular as the reason that certainly the Kansas City offense didn't function, that they generally collapsed and that the Bucs were able to get pressure with the front four. And that certainly, I think, was a bigger factor than I was anticipating it being. Um, you know, I was saying that, look, this the offensive line has been bad for a while. It's probably not going to be the straw that broke the camel's back, losing Eric Fisher. But part of the problem is that they didn't, they did what I think a lot of teams do and is potentially not a great solution is you take a guy and you ask him to move positions to cover the spot that you just lost and therefore potentially downgrade not at one spot, but at two different spots. And I think that's what happened with the Chiefs is you take Mike Remmers, move him from the right side to the left side, and now you're worse at right tackle and left tackle in addition to the guard spot that was already weak, and the whole line just starts to splinter and fall apart. The Bucks did that themselves earlier in the season when they lost Ali Marpet, and they moved Ryan Jensen from center to guard, and they got worse at two different spots, and the whole thing collapsed. So I, I do think that the, the, the Kansas City offensive line was a much bigger factor than I was expecting it to be, but I, don't, I, I think that the game plan as a totality was a bigger reason than just the line was bad therefore Kansas City lost the offense in totality I mean I'm reading a Mahomes quote right now offense not on the same page in general uh, you know mentions at times they didn't get the ball out fast enough or receivers weren't exactly where they thought they'd be I mean Travis Kelsey slipped on a key third down early that we saw and Mahomes had to get it to him late it's rarely one thing and I know the O-line is going to be the narrative and I will talk about it on the main pod as well I think this game could dictate how the Chiefs builds their team around Mahomes for the next 10 years. I think they're going to make sure that... I know this was a weird situation with both of their tackles hurt, but they're going to make sure that they have depth on that offensive line going forward because they're going to feel like this is their kryptonite, right? Yeah. Um, or they could evaluate this the same way Patrick did and said, look, this is... It, was, have- it was a team effort. It was everything, right? Yeah, I think it, it, it certainly changes that mindset. If... If Kansas City had rolled through this game and won another Super Bowl, despite the misfit group of no names that were starting an offensive line for them, they had basically had five Stooges out there, none of whom, one of whom is capable of sort of starting in a viable long-term uh, offensive line. 
and still racked up 35 points and won a Super Bowl at a canter, you would be very easily convinced that the Chiefs just don't need offensive linemen. Patrick Mahomes is such a freaking magician that it doesn't matter who you put out there in front of him, they're able to get it done and they break the conventional rules of offense. But this game showed that even Patrick Mahomes is vulnerable to feeling the effects of an offensive line that's just getting its ass kicked and completely overwhelmed. And there were plays in this game where, look, he was under pressure like 50% of the time, but even on the plays where he wasn't under pressure, he started to feel the phantom pressure. You know, the, the stuff where it's it's not a problem on this play, but I'm now expecting it to be. So I'm flinching in the pocket and I'm leaning into the pressure that isn't there yet and I'm causing my own problems. This was what happened to Baker Mayfield last year. And it was like, oh, well, maybe that just proves Baker Mayfield isn't, you know, a truly elite quarterback. Mahomes just did it as well. Like this happens to all quarterbacks when the situation gets bad enough. You got off topic here, Sam. It's about the Bucks, man, yeah. and how they won it. And uh, two other things I want to mention. Not only was it Brady and the playmakers he brought in. Let's not forget about playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, going off with some big plays. But I am Uh, the biggest advocate for drafting, not for need. You know, you don't go fill needs in the draft. You draft the best players. But the Bucs, I got to give them credit. In 2020, they had two very specific needs going into the season. And it was starting right tackle, and it was at least getting a starting safety. And they went into the draft, and they drafted Tristan Wirfs, and Antoine Winfield both guys starting right tackle starting safety both guys the number two graded rookies by PFF grades at their respective positions when you have a Super Bowl caliber team you they went to go and fill needs with rookies like that with all the other surrounding talent that was one of the biggest moves the Bucs made as well and really solidified two positions that were just crucial on their entire playoff run yeah, they absolutely nail those. Tristan Wirfs in particular, I think, is a big part of the reason for the success. Um, they absolutely, I mean, they were potentially going to be starting Joe Hague at right tackle, and that would have been a train wreck. Um, instead, they have a top two, three right tackle in the NFL this season right off the bat, and Brady is barely touched. So there you have it. That's why the Bucks won. I went, you know, macro, deeper. Sam went with the very specifics. We'll have much more on the PFF NFL podcast and then little teaser for tomorrow's daily. A little Carson Wentz trade talk. Let us know what you think about the Bucks and their Super Bowl championship. It's PFF NFL Daily.